I, I've just been so used to you bringing us back today, Josh. I was getting lazy in my job here. Hour number three. <laughs> I was sitting there like, yeah, this is a good little jam. I like this. It's a blank show uh, live on the ref. This is the home of Sooner fans. And it's been a, it's been a roller coaster day. Uh, real quick, I, I want to continue to roll with calls. So at 405-329-9000, that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. We have so many things that we typically do. We have the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories today, which after a Sooner game is our Top 5 Takeaways. I'm going to push that back to the bottom of the hour where I got my Top 5 Takeaways from last night. It'll be quick, which includes just kind of kind of going through the Jackson Arnold experience and how he handled things away from the actual field. Just just everything that I, I was on Jackson Arnold watch all night long, Josh, I didn't see a ton of, of the defense on the field. And honestly, a lot of the Jackson Arnold experience on the sideline was kind of chill time, kind of him and, and um, Davis Bevel talking. There wasn't – I brought up the communication wasn't the phone to the press box. They would they would get him on the headset every now and then to have him talk to Seth up in the booth. Uh, Emmett Jones was, was over there quite a bit and talking to him about – I shouldn't say quite a bit – on a couple of occasions about, hey, here's – Here's where this receiver goes on that, and you, you can lead him here or you can lead him there. Maybe it's just guys that he hasn't had a chance to throw a lot to. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, and I thought Emmett Jones did a great job on that last night. Uh, but I also know that, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. So I, I do want to get my, my five takeaways. But what do you say we try to cram, like, four calls in here before we, before we, we hit the text line? At, at like fifteen twenty after. You good with that? I've got shocking news for you. The phone lines, uh, at least for the moment, are empty. So we can roll, okay, so, we can okay, roll with okay. text. We can do right. uh, your text. Let's roll, let's roll want. a text in. My bad. My bad. Uh, Line them up. 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000. Just Tracy in Burleson. Uh, I thought some pretty good stuff from her. She writes, I am mostly on your path A, Plank. That is, Jackson Arnold will be better off for it. Last night was rough. But a lot of positives to take from that game. Arizona is a good team and had all their players. We did not have the same team, had a star Jackson Arnold, and had a new play caller as well. She said off topic, I got to know what time you left San Antonio to make it to Riverwind for this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did what, you did, uh, <laughs> what did your travel situation after the game look like? Um, it was we when the game was over. We had to be on a bus by 12.30 to get to the airport. So they put us on a bus. I was with the travel crew that left yesterday. So I got to do as much post-game as I possibly could. I talked to Walter Rouse, Ethan Downs, talked to Seth Luttrell. Coach Venables came and talked to us as well. I feel like I'm leaving someone out. And then literally, they we were the last, Ryan and I were the last two people on the bus, Josh. they I think they had almost reached the point where they might have left us. And I remember I, I turned to Ryan, I'm like, where's Kelly? He's like, oh, he's already on the bus. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of like standing there waiting for maybe one more player or two more players. And even the guy that was getting us players, Josh Petit, who's great, uh, he was going on the bus. I'm like, do you think we should go? He goes, yeah, I think we should go. People don't wait around after losses, do they? They're like, we're getting the heck out of here. No. So we got home at about, uh, we flew in. I think we landed at about 3, 3.30 maybe. Oh, man. And I just, I, you know, sometimes I get home and I, I'm a little bit wired. Not last night. I was done. And you slept on the flight, right? 
I did. I had a whole row to myself. So that that part was good. But even even though I kept waking up, Josh, like I would fall asleep and I would be out hardcore out, and then I would wake up. Did you wake up with a start? Wake up with a what? A start where you like kind of like jump awake. Yes. Oh, that's that's the, me. That's the that, worst feeling in the world. That's me flying. That's me flying. That's every now. Um, so that's how we got here. Well, that's how we got here. Let me just say this very briefly. Oklahoma fans, though they not everyone will want to or care to hear this today, they are so blessed to have you and Toby on this station, calling Sooner Athletics, and uh, that goes for Teddy and, and Gabe and everybody else involved too. Can I tell you how bad it's gotten uh, on the uh, on the text line? Um, this is from the nine one eight. I just want this this dude has gone through it, and I <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> All right, Plank, you, me, Josh, and a bunch of girls could have finished 10-3 and three with that crap schedule. Uh, we got issues. Maybe Emmett ain't as good as people think. What wide receiver has gotten better? Great job by Emmett Jones. WTF, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> you go through it, buddy. I, preach, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I got to tell you, the reaction this morning has been – I honestly think it's been more – it's been more torn apart – and it's been more explosive this morning than either the Kansas or Oklahoma State losses this year. It's wild. Mm. Uh, this is good from the 785. Is it a fair criticism that the heavy pass game plan with a new quarterback was a poor decision? Is pass blocking easier than run blocking with offensive line turnover? A pass game plan was needed? Just trying to understand why we had very low run game plan early. It's um, it's a good question. I think it's one that you and I talked about early in the program. I, I I don't know if they felt like it was something. Well, I know it felt like it was something that Arizona was was giving them, and Oklahoma threw them out of it. Right? I mean, they there was a stretch there where that thing was humming for what two quarters. Unfortunately, for two quarters, it was not. And I was uh. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm still kind of in shock as to how quickly the run game just seemed to go away when it was cooking. And I, you know, I brought this up to you, and I don't know how much they talked about it on the broadcast. But Josh, I, I, I something happened with Gavin Sawchuck, and I don't know if because he had been battling a hamstring injury. I don't know if he re-aggravated it or what. But they went back to him. You know, there was a couple series where Tawi came in, and I didn't think much of it. But I was watching him work with, uh, oh gosh, one of the athletic trainers on the on the sidelines, and and he was kind of doing his little cut, and he gave a thumbs up. So I, I don't know if there was just maybe a little tightness there. I think it was one of his big runs that, you know, about midfield in the third quarter, he kind of pulled up a little bit. So maybe that had an effect on the run game late. Maybe the adjustments that Arizona made defensively was something that the Sooners struggled with. I don't know, but it's a it's a fair question. Uh, Jeff from OKC. I see a big change at OC. Seth took ownership of how he did, and that was great to hear. Um, yeah, I know. I know Seth didn't do the typical like, like post game, and I, I don't know if Coach Roof did either. But I, I had a chance to talk to him briefly 
and I do want you guys to hear that. Because if there was one thing, and you guys know, I was, I was a staunch and, and always will be staunch Jeff Levy defender. What was one, outside of no more jet sweeps, what was one of a fan's biggest critic? He's blaming everyone else but himself, right? That was, that was the big knock. Lack of accountability. That was definitely not the case with Seth Luttrell last night. And it, I mean, I don't know. Guys, when was the last time Seth Luttrell called plays? Did he call plays at North Texas during his final few seasons? I don't know. And maybe one of the articles had, and I just missed it. But it, I, it, for him, I'm sure it's, it's an adjustment to get back into it with a little bit of a different offense than he would typically run. Um, but that falls back into what for a lot of people, Josh? Excuses. Kendall's going through it this morning. I see him all, Kendall. Uh, let me ask you something. Would you feel better if Oklahoma had won these two bowl games? In other words, finishing, what was last year, 6-7? and seven. Would have been, yeah, 7-6. Uh, right, and, and then 11-2. and two. You know, Maybe. Maybe you would. I think how that thing finished is what's frustrating. They turned the football over, I, look, six times. six times. So we can sit and break down every last angle of the game. There's not going to be a good feeling for a lot of folks when no. you have that many turnovers. I mean, three no. is yeah. a rash of turnovers. Doubling that is – I mean, it's a, it's a wonder that they had a chance to win the game with three turnovers, yeah. Plank. But they Absolutely. did, and yet uh, then having had those chances, they turned it over three more times even after that. So that's – I mean, I think that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing a little bit with the, okay, it's Arizona factor, and – I saw this floating around out there, as probably it should be a fair critique. How do we feel about Brent Venables two years in? Another game that you could have won that you lost. So there there was some of that out there. The bottom line is you're not going to win when you turn it over like that. Turn it over six times. Turn it over six times. I just – I have a very unique take, Josh, and I don't know if anyone has ever said this before. Sarcasm. That's sarcasm. There are two great equalizers, I think, in football. Two great equalizers. Weather, turnovers. You get on a sloppy field, and maybe I should refine that. Weather on well, artificial surfaces, we've seen it too. But weather on grass fields, but weather in general, and turnovers. You turn the ball over and you don't create a ton of turnovers, I mean, if if I were to tell you, if I were to tell you, Josh, that Oklahoma would outgain Arizona by almost 200 yards, that the Sooners would have seven more first downs, that as a team they would rush for 200 yards while holding Arizona to 1.1 yards per carry and only get beat in time of possession by 2 minutes and 50 seconds, whatever that math might be. 31-25 for Arizona, 28-35 for Oklahoma. You would have asked me, how much did Oklahoma win by? Or how close was it? I mean, it must have been a thriller. 
Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like there's no way they lost by multiple scores in the game. Right. Exactly. At the very least, it's like they won that. It was either either they blew them out or, I mean, maybe it was a thriller. I mean, seven more first downs, almost 200 more. I looked up at the scoreboard whenever I was walking to the locker room. I looked up at the scoreboard when I was walking to the locker room. And they had the the game stats. And I literally had to do a triple take. I was like, wait, what? 562 total yards to 383. 29 yards rushing for Oklahoma to two, uh, for Arizona to 201 for Oklahoma. Six, baby. It's a big number, six. Do you put anything into the – this is what I was getting at with Brent Venables and Boomer Gruner – Responds says, how do we feel about Brent Venables after a 10-win season in year two, four-game improvement from the year prior? Be serious. Here's here's what I say on that. Go ahead. Is there anything to – this is the question I saw people on social media asking last night. Is there anything to the losing another winnable game here? I understand the uniqueness involved, the first time involved, the transition involved. We've talked about that. I, I think I was one of the first people to bring that up this morning. But is there anything to the concern of why does Oklahoma keep losing these close games, even with the, a rash of turnovers, all of the parts that go into it? Is that legitimately concerning going forward? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the glass half full approach is you're in a position where you should be winning these games. Right, You have put yourself in position where you should win these games. The glass-half-empty approach, you're still not winning them. (laughs) Billy Bowman said it, and it pains you to hear it, but Oklahoma beat Oklahoma. And it's been one of the great charges from Brent Venables. We can't have Oklahoma beating Oklahoma. And if this is going to be a program that is built on discipline, that's going to be built on physicality, violence, then you, you, you can't be beating yourself as many times as Oklahoma has. And I, I Coach knows him more than anyone. He's got the best strength guy, I think, in Schmitty. He's got a, that, that strength staff. is a bunch of awesome dudes, man. And I don't know what it takes, but there's a guy leading this program. He's got a lot of hardware. Has a lot of different ears he can sound off to and lean on. Bob Stoops, Bill Snyder, people that have gone through similar things as well. To help figure out how this team takes what appears to be a very disciplined approach in their preparation, in their scheduling, and in everything they want to be. But in some instances, it just absolutely disappears. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's not a knock on anyone. It's, it's, it's the truth. Six, Josh. Six turnovers. And- and with that, all of it, Fafita, third down and eight, <laughs> yeah. rolls and finds somebody for a 57-yard touchdown. Yeah, there's another discipline issue, right? Kansas, 
had a chance, right, in Lawrence. Had uh, one final stop you could have gotten. Couldn't get it in, in a key moment, right? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, the, the offense hung you out to dry, too. I'm not saying they didn't. But uh, you gave up the score when you could have uh, made, what, the fourth down stop? So, as, as good as Oklahoma's defense was in parts in this game of responding, the, the field goal they forced was great after uh, the interception late to keep it tied. That's, what's, that, that's one of those things that's holding Oklahoma back is in key winning moments for whatever reason the last two years so far. In, in a lot of instances, has not delivered. So I, I don't know what else you do except get better across the board talent-wise, call better plays, be better. In those instances, obviously, they have not delivered. Let me raffle through a couple of these real quick. 5-8-0-8, tough way to lose last night. I actually disagree with the quote-unquote okay guy, Paul maybe. We're headed to the SEC. Alabama and Georgia find a way to win last night. They didn't lose to Arizona. Mike in Edmond. We have a tendency to call things excuses at the expense of not allowing us to reason. It's reasonable to suggest the game goes the other way except for a freaky play. It's logical to suggest these plays and player losses should temper people's disappointment about our losses as we project what might be next year. We have to quit slamming people for using good logic and calling it an excuse. This is a new team and a new program we are building, and prospects look extremely bright. And then there's this from the 313. Where's the next man up? No excuses. If ifs and buts were gifts and nuts, every day would be Christmas, and Christmas was last week. <laughs> Curtis B. Josh and Plank. The Wildcats only had one opt-out. Sooners had several. Seth and Joe John. Having spring and summer and fall camps with all our new recruits and portals will help the Sooners be in a good place. And they are in a good place. And then the, the other side of it, nobody wants to hear those excuses from the 713. Florida State lost their Heisman candidate quarterback and kept winning. Quinn Ewers went down a few games and Texas found a way to win. And then that's back to Paul last hour who called. And I didn't have a problem with him call Paul I love I love it and and I would agree that uh, some of it was pretty reasoned and fair the the uh, Farouk fumble yeah was a f it was lightning striking it was a little bit fluky that part no doubt and the rest of it there's something to that that you can only withstand so many losses in the circumstances worked against Oklahoma in some ways my whole point was that ain't gonna fly with the Oklahoma fan base I'm just telling you what it is and when you get to year three year four Brent Venables that's not going to fly at all. Nobody cares, right, once you get into years three and four. It's you either win or you don't. If you're wondering why Paul's taking some strays today, his point was Oklahoma lost their number one receiver, Andrew Anthony, against Texas, and they were never the same team, right? Because I brought him in. I wasn't the same team after Texas. And, and Stutzman was injured. I mean, he brought up there were a number of factors that led to some of these losses, and that's true. But uh, what I'm here to tell you is – this is Oklahoma, and you, you just don't get a lot of grace even when maybe sometimes no. you should. Hey, hey, one more quick one here, from the, and I know we're running long, Josh. From the 405, offense isn't what worries me. 13th game of the season, and we still haven't – and we still have defensive players who can't line up correctly. These same players will be headed up this defense that's going into the SEC. Still need better Jimmys and Joes on defense. 
Boy, R. Mason Thomas flashed last night a couple plays, didn't he? That was great to see. And somebody asked right off the top of the show, P.J. Adebore, how many oh, snaps yes, did he get? It was seven, so he did not yeah. play much at all. I, I can't wait till we get to Coach's Corner next year. Because I want to, or, or maybe I'll maybe I'll run into Miguel Chavis in a, sh- a social setting or something, because I feel I feel like nobody gets a more consistent chewing when they come off the field than PJ. So I don't know if it's part of he's still learning the position. There's mistakes that he's making, but he he might have had only seven snaps. But I feel like every single time he came back to the sidelines, he was hearing it about something. So when you say, hey, he looks so awesome, well, you got you got to trust him as a coach. And Brent Venables might have to see that, that guy's got to play more. Well, maybe as he played more, more of the flaws started to, to show up. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a good football player, but he's got a lot of work to do. By the way, it's good to see Marcus Stripling get a sack. He did officially enter the portal this morning. Marcus uh, will always be known as a guy that had flashes, I think, this is me, but never was able to consistently put it all together. Good kid. Still the guy that took his shoulder pads off in the Tulane game, which <laughs> I don't know. Outside of last night, I don't know if I've ever seen Gabe Eichert matter. <laughs> but uh, what was the crux of Gabe minute. going bonkers last night? It started about kickoff. <laughs> was he, I don't know. Was he just frustrated? Did he travel with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. It, are you kidding me, man? That there's no one more calm, cool, and collected about travel than than Gabe. So that was not know. a contributing factor. No, no. That was. I was the only one that was worried about that. Teddy and Gabe are so smooth and cool about it. Uh, Gabe's frustration, and I think they're taping a podcast today. I think, as he said, I've never seen worse offensive line play between two teams in my life. So both ways. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, OU's defensive line did its thing. For sure. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what led to that frustration. All right, quick break. We're going to keep rolling through the text messages. Uh, phones, 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Got time to ju- uh, get you in here if you want to be a part of the program. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, my five takeaways, including some Jackson Arnold behind-the-scenes stuff coming up, and we'll hear from Seth Luttrell as well right here on The Wrap. Hour number three presented by Moppin' Roofing. Moppin Roofing and Construction. They got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team, 405-703-3843 to uh, get all of your roofing needs taken care of. That is Moppin Roofing and Construction, proudly presenting our number three of the Plank Show as we say hello, good morning, and welcome back. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. The uh, phone lines, well, they have uh, been busy this morning. We uh, head back to the phone lines now. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Yeah, Jason. Hi, guys. Thank you. What's up, Jason? Yes, I, 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 did, uh, <laughs> I did lose it for a moment, Plank. I by appreciate way, it. By the way, I do want to say, Jason, I, I, I'm the one that can never remember a name, and your name stayed with me, Jason. So, well, uh, yeah. There you well, go. Sort of kind of thing. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? Okay. I just, like I said, I wanted to get some stuff off the chest real quick. Yeah. Try to remember what I put on Twitter. Uh, basically, um, our Ted Roof, uh, he's the defensive coordinator. I that, mean, that is correct, yeah. if you want to believe that. Okay. Yeah. He got severely outcoached because when we're bringing blitzes, those guys, Arizona guys knew exactly where to go. 
uh, and what we where the, the, the blitzes were coming from. If it wasn't for the sheer athleticism of the Sooners to get to the quarterback, I mean, this could have been worse. And um, did you all notice that? I mean, we're, yes. we're bringing blitzes and they're, they're vacating zones wide open. There were, there were two times. It's a good catch on your part, Jason. There were two times to where and, – and Ted would say, right, that pressure that you get kind of affects it, right, and, and, and sets that clock moving a little bit more for the quarterback. But – there, uh, it, it, he missed on a couple of throws that could have made it a lot worse with guys that were right. open whenever the D, the D line just wasn't able to get home. And, and by the way, that big run, I'm sorry, the big play that was it the tie the game, Josh? The, the, no, it gave him the lead, the 58 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Sooners were bringing pressure on, on that. And that they, was just a simple they were. pass. Stutzman, yeah. uh, was right there in his face. I would, I would like to see Oklahoma play a little bit more man. Going forward, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a – they don't have the, the guys that they fully trust to do that yet, or Brent uh, philosophically just wants to play zone, but it just feels like at times they're not great at doing it. And obviously when well, you – Well, they're blitzing all the time. They're manning. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's like they, they bring a, a blitz in zone and then they just get picked apart, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, my next – Next deal is Jalil Farouk. Uh, I don't know if you talked about him. I just tuned in. Um, oh, yeah. He's costing us an opportunity to go up 31-13 with, uh, I don't know, I can't remember exactly. I was in the other room. And um, didn't he, like, catch the ball and then just get it, he got it stripped from him or something? He got it the, popped right yeah, loose. Popped it, up in the air, initially yeah. they ruled it uh, the third interception in a pick six. For Jackson yeah. Arnold, but uh, it, it was a, a catch, a fumble, and it popped right to the defender, and they ran it back. It was basically worked like a pick six. Yeah. And then earlier in the game, he fumbled again, uh, going in for almost a touchdown. Yeah. First, yeah. second quarter, too. I mean, He had a bad night. He had a bad night, Jason. It was not a good night for, for Jaleel Farouk. Yeah. When he needed then, to be good. Uh, when he needed to be good. Listen, you got a freshman quarterback out there. You need your guy yeah. that's been there for three years. You need him to be good for him, and Jalil Farouk just wasn't. We said that going in, Plank. That was one yep. of our keys was skill guys got to be great for a rookie quarterback. And unfortunately, in large parts they were, except for the, the two big Farouk mistakes. Right. And then uh, lastly, um, Seth Luttrell, offense coordinator, not a bad job. I would have liked to have seen them up when we're up 24-13, quit passing the ball and hurrying it up. We could be just like running it and pounding it down their throats and wearing them down. Instead, we're getting off the field when our defense sort of needs to stay off the field. Complimentary football. Dude. You know what hey, I mean? Yeah. Hey, thanks for the phone call. I Jason, appreciate, appreciate it. it. That wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad call, Jason. I was a little bit worried at the start there. You, you had me in the beginning. You, you had, had us in the, in the beginning. first half. I, I go back to that a lot. The, the first Jalil Farouk fumble. Because that's, that's something that they work on so much. So much. And I, I know that we spent so much time mad at Jeff Levy or Dylan Gabriel or whomever during the what whatever it might have been. Jalil Farouk 
he had he had some moments of greatness this year, and I like the kid a lot, and I hope he's back next year. But man, he had some soul crushing turnovers. The fumble against Kansas, y'all were mad about Levy using him in a, a, as a running back, right? That's I'll right. Run the football to Fruit, but it was still a fumble. Um, it's a good point. That that first was it the first, no that second quarter fumble. I mean, it's the Sooners just went on a ten play seventy five yard drive after going interception punt interception on the first three drives. Of the Jackson Arnold era, and, and you had just come away with a interception that set you up on the doorstep boom, too. Boom, boom! You just picked off a pass on a on what I thought, and I haven't seen the replay, was a big time play from Kenai Walker. It was, yeah. He it was, okay. uh, you know, going down to the ground and, and scooping it. It was a really nice play. And Jackson Arnold, in what might have been, if you're ranking like the three to five best throws by Jackson Arnold. Might have been in that mix to Jalil Farouk. Yeah, it was a dart. Oh, my gosh. And he he coughs it up at the Arizona. Oh, gosh. What would that be? I mean. They got it listed at the 20, uh, eight. Eight-yard line? Unreal. Just, just unreal. Now, in fairness, the Sooner defense stiffened on the next drive, forced to punt. And then Oklahoma took the lead on its next series, next possession. But I felt like that was a moment to where you go in and you score there. I mean, how many how many drives, guys, do you feel like from last night, if you just want to keep your anger to last night, how many drives do you look at and say, oh, man, they just put that one in the end zone. And it's not like you're having to throw a Hail Mary or anything. Like, you're literally on the doorstep. Two, three? It's tough, man. All right, quick break. All right, wait, did we take our bottom of the hour break? We need to. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to hit it quick. Our Newcastle Casino five stories of the day, though my five quick takeaways from last night, including Seth Luttrell right here on the ref. All right. Um, welcome back into the Plank Show. Let me quick, quickly hit my top five takeaways from last night, and then we'll uh, wrap it up with some of your text messages. Uh, and I guess I could probably even really make this official here. I'm trying to be better at controlling my controllables here, Josh, and not trying to put everything that has to happen with this program on your plate and be like, Josh, do all of this. Would you like an open, though? Well, yeah, let's get the open at the very least. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, uh, Newcastle Casino. Uh, good friends of our pals here at Riverwind Casino. We're here off Highway 9 and, I'm sorry, I-35 exit on Highway 9, Newcastle Casino, I-44 exit 107. Yesterday when I went to the airport, Josh, I, I noticed there was a wreck, so I was in a big hurry at the time, so I went through Newcastle, drove right past it. We were there on two, Wednesday for the show. Check them out, NewcastleCasino.com. So, Number um, five. Let's Jackson Arnold. It was a roller coaster, right? It it was an experience, kind of like what you expect from. Oh, I don't know, Josh, a true freshman quarterback making his first start. And I know that we're always going to compare everything to Trevor Lawrence, Sam Bradford. Think about the great freshman. I was trying to think about the great freshman, Peyton Manning. 
Yeah, I mean, what do we talk about? Yeah, what was our last charge to everyone about about uh, great quarterbacks in their first start? But Peyton Manning's first ever start was against Washington State. And they, did, they did win. <laughs> they won the game 10-9, to but he threw for 77 yards. Uh, but it, instead of just looking at the numbers and being like, be happy with the numbers and this, I liked watching his demeanor. He's a very chill dude. He's not an overly fiery guy yet. Maybe that's something that develops. But uh, Emmett Jones was spending a lot of time going over on, hey, here, just kind of explaining what certain ra- receivers might do and maybe what their tendencies are. Um, Matt Wells was over there a lot, former Texas Tech coach, my buddy. Uh, he, he was over there talking with him quite a bit, Joe John. And one thing that wasn't talked about, and I meant to get to it in the broadcast, you have to remember, it wasn't just a new offensive coordinator for Jeff Levy, uh, with Jeff Levy gone, but it, it it was also a new voice on the field because Jeff Levy would be up in the booth. Obviously, Joe John Finley would be signaling in plays, but Coach Levy always had like a quality control coach and analyst. I, I don't know what the, the term would be. But it was Matt Matt Hofield, I think was his, was his name. Uh, he had a not Matt Hofield. That's our guy over at um, <laughs> that's our guy over at uh, the uh, the Sooner website. But he had one of his coaches who would be down there that went with him to Mississippi State, right? So literally, the only voice right down there on the sidelines with Jackson Arnold that had been with him throughout the season was Davis Bevel. So that was a little bit different. Matt Holacek, sorry. Matt Holacek was his name. And Matt would be the guy on the field while, while Lebs was up in the booth, and they would be able to communicate and talk with each other. I still don't know who the guy was that was that was kind of serving as that on-the-field role. They talked a lot. But I, when we talk about change, it goes deeper than just, oh, Jeff Lebby isn't here. Here's the new offensive coordinator in Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley. It's a new offensive coordinator who it's a different offense than he typically would run. It's a new voice there on the sidelines for someone that's going over notes with him. Dylan Gabriel, who had been there all season long, is off to Oregon. So I I know a lot of you would say, excuse, I don't care. You go win. But those things matter. Those things matter. And I felt like Jackson Arnold handled all that well. It'll be different when we get to the spring and into fall next year because it will be familiar voices. But I, I, I just – had to make sure we magnified that it was more than just the difference of a guy that hasn't played a lot, a lot of new voices over there on the sidelines, too. Um, n- number four. Number four. No excuses. No excuses. And that was exactly the take from Seth Luttrell. Well, you just got to continue to evolve and get better and, and continue to self-evaluate, self-reflect, and that's each and every guy in that locker room. And, again, uh, you know, it's always going to start with me. Uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, I'm going to do that self-evaluation and, and make sure that I correct all my mistakes and, and make sure that um, I become better before I ever ask anybody in that locker room to. But it's a team deal, and, and we all have to do that. And that's how. That's the only way you can grow. That's the only way you can evolve. We can't make excuses for ourselves. We, uh, you know, because if we do, that's the only. You know, we're never going to learn from it. So we don't. We're going to look. We're going to, you know hold our chin high but we're going to get back to work here pretty quickly in january and i can promise you this 
uh, we're going to go to work and we're going to get better. Like to hear that, don't you, Josh? Like you to do. Hear that. You do, and uh, it's what you expect. Uh, number three. Number three. I don't know how to evaluate the offensive line because I really, truly think that of the guys that played last night, only one of those guys is going to start next year. Is that right? I mean, Jacob Sexton. Is he, is he the only guy that's that's going to start on that offensive line last year that was in that game? Walter Rouse, McCain Matoyer. Well, Troy Everett. Troy Everett. So two of your five offensive linemen, and, and Everett might be in a battle with Joshua Bates, but the fact that Joshua Bates didn't come in that game to replace Troy Everett whenever he couldn't walk is still mind-boggling to me. So I don't know how to evaluate it. You all can feel some sort of way, and that's fine. But it's it's going to be different, and my hope, Josh, is it's going to be better. So that's big story three is I see the frustration. I see the anger. I don't know how to evaluate that going forward when three of those five guys aren't going to factor into 2024. Right. I mean, that's part of what you're weighing with all of this is how much how much do you put into it? Number Oh, wait, hold on. I'm taking charge of this right now. I'm sorry. Number two. Number two. The defense has to get home when it brings pressure. Now, I know Teddy brings this up a lot, and it's an excellent point. You put that pressure, you ratchet up the, you ratchet up the, the internal clock, it, it, gets, it gets guys thinking, right? It gets the quarterback's mind moving faster. But for me, they got to get home, Josh. They have got to get home because they had so many opportunities where they just got they got picked off by a late block or uh, Fafita eluded it. It's just I don't know how else to put it except for they got to finish. No, they do, but uh, coverage has got to be so much better, man. I mean, the uh, coverage just was not great, and uh, on many yeah. instances this season was not good enough. So hopefully they can legitimately improve that by next year. Um, OU was 96th or 98th in pass defense and will probably be in the hundreds after last night. Sacks, they uh, were not good statistically and pass defense, terrible. Mm -mm. Number one. Number one. Number one. Here's my number one takeaway. I don't want to go back to the Alamo Bowl ever again. Great people. (laughs) We're done. Set up. We're done. I'm done with San Antonio. <laughs> All right, quick break. Uh, I can't believe we're done. Primrose Funeral Services, final thoughts with your text are next. I do. What is it? The um, What did part in the interruption used to have? They would have the guy come on at the very end, and he would fix his mistakes, right? Uh, that was kind of like Tony Rally's role, and he would fix Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon's mistakes. That is true. Thank you very much. I'm so used to guys entering the portal, the uh, – Marcus Stripling is headed to the NFL. Now we'll see if he gets drafted, but I think, uh, I think he's exhausted eligibility. Yeah, he, he had Thank already exhausted Sorry. eligibility, too. Right. I think. Um, number two, maybe maybe inevitably, maybe inevitably J.P. Lossman is in that Matt Holchek role because uh, I think someone had texted it. But the, I, I know J.P. R- really well. That wasn't J.P. that was working on the field with – 
Jackson Arnold last night. JP had been working, I think, with either Miguel Chavis or Todd Bates to kind of, you know, go through the things that they needed from what the other team's offense was doing. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know who it was. I, in fact, I meant to ask, but just everything got so crazy last night. So it was just a different voice down there. And see any, was there any other mistakes we made that I needed to clean up? I don't know, but this is uh, this is it for 23 for you and me, is it not? Wait, is it really? Oh, my gosh. So can I just say it's been a great wow. year, everyone. It's a blessing to do this show. Yeah, it really is. We're grateful for not just the Ref Army, um, but our – I've worked in radio for a long time. Mold. Um, as as cool of a staff as I've ever been around, man, from our salespeople to Casey and Brian, our fearless leaders, to all of our coworkers, it's just – it's the best. I look forward to, to hanging out with Steely every chance we get whenever we pass each other. Uh, like ships in the night. Steely's coming in and I'm going out. Him and Parker Thune are coming up next. Mostly, Josh, I'm grateful for you. I love doing radio with you. So in 2024, here's a promise that I have. This is, this is my New Year's gift to you. Okay. Oklahoma's, uh, I'm going to give you two national championships for OU. OU's going to win two national championships in 24. It's just a matter of which sport. Last year for softball in the Big 12, gymnastics, both women and men. Yeah, football be creeping in there. Maybe maybe basketball. Look how good board. Two. That's what we're giving you. I'm giving you two this year. You're welcome. Is either of them not softball or gymnastics? I guess we'll have to see. We're about to find out. We're about to find Happy out. Happy New Everyone Year. Have... Hey, listen. Uh, take advantage of Ubers and Lyfts if you're going to party on Sunday night. Just just be smart. Love you all. Uh, make sure to check out the podcast. <laughs> Thanks to Riverwind. Steely and Thunder next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.